St. Matthews, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus our Savior died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. We'd love to invite you to our online service here at St. Matthew's Baptist Church under the direction of our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Here at St. Matthew's, pastor has been preaching the word of God, rightly dividing it with truth and transparency for over 33 years. We've seen thousands of lives transformed. Even though we're living through an unprecedented time, and even though our church is closed due to the pandemic, we'd love for you to download our SNBC app through your Google Play Store or through the Apple App Store real-time live updates. Additionally, we'd like for you to follow us on Instagram at SMBChurchNJ or on Facebook at St. Matthew's Baptist Church of Williamstown, New Jersey. In addition to that, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at SMBCTV where you can learn about our online services, our Wednesday night core Bible studies, and even our Zoom schedules at this time. Finally, don't forget to remain faithful through your giving by tithing online through our church website or by using our SMBC app or by mailing in your tithes to our church address at P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey 08094. Have a blessed day. Keep a 
worship you. I worship you. You are here. Mending every heart. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship this morning rejoicing in God, the God of our salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise him, we exalt him, we magnify him, we glorify him, we say thank you to him. He's worthy of all praise, glory, honor, and adoration. Somebody said if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Hallelujah. I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth Israel will neither, amen, you will neither suffer nor be in need. We thank the Lord for Jesus the Christ. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus not God, Jesus. Hallelujah. He, it is only one name under heaven whereby we must be saved, and that's the name of Jesus Christ. He's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. And as we continue to pray for you and your families during this time of pandemic, during this time of social unrest, during this time of confusion, you be still and know that he's God. Just keep looking to the hills. Jesus is in full control. Fear not, I am with you. Fear not, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. There's healing in his wings. 
And we're praying for you and your family, your children, your grandchildren, your neighbors. Uh, It's all going to be well. God, amen, is too wise to make a mistake. Secondly, we want to just say to all of you that uh, we want you to stay encouraged. Read your word, pray, seek his face, spend time with him, turn the TV off, turn the phone off, let Jesus Speak to your heart. And he will speak. He will speak if you seek him early in the morning. And we thank the Lord for that. Third, October 18th, every third Sunday, listen, every third Sunday, beginning with the 18th of October, we're going to virtually celebrate communion. After after I preach, we're asking, listen to Pastor now, we're asking everybody to just Snap a little piece off of a slice of bread, a small glass of water, and just hold it. We're going to go into celebrating communion virtually. That is, uh, celebrating his death, burial, and resurrection. On the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which has been broken for you. So we're going to celebrate communion every third Sunday, as we normally do, right after I preach. Amen? You don't need a loaf of bread, you just need a pinch of bread. You, you don't, you don't, a, a, amen, you don't need a gallon of water, you just need a small glass of water. And you need to wait. Can I get a witness? We're going to get this thing done and get it done right. We praise the Lord. And then those of you who remain faithful in supporting this ministry, uh, tithe online, send your tithes by envelopes into P.O. Box 817 Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. We praise the name of Jesus. Today, today we're in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. And my text is, amen, crossing over crossing over. In Joshua chapter 1 and verse 2 real quickly, it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over, that's the concept of crossing over, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them even to the children of Israel. The place of promise. Every place the sole of your feet shall touch is yours. What a promise. And, and, and so as we begin to dive into this great book of Joshua, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ are always motivated, listen, to move on to maturity. That's what the Spirit of God does in our lives. He wants us to grow. He wants us to glow. He wants us to go. He wants us to glorify. He always is motivating us on to maturity, meaning your spiritual life should not be today what it was two years ago. He wants to motivate us on to maturity and uh, these, these movements are at times mysterious. And they are metaphors, illustrations. They are metaphors, if you will, amen, of leaving the old and entering into the new. That as we look at this great book of Joshua, these movements are to challenge our reasonings, how we think, and to, amen, uh, not only challenge our reasonings, but also these movements are to help, amen, commit us to his righteousness. And then these movements are to, amen, give us a classroom on God's, amen, critiquing, listen, critiquing routine. God uses these movements. We are always on the move for Jesus Christ. And, 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 and as we move, amen, there is a, uh, learning 
there is a, listen, leaving, and there is a letting God be God. Uh, the book of Joshua uh, is the sixth book after the Pentateuch. The Pentateuch, amen, amen, is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. But it's the sixth book, the book of Joshua is the stage of conquest. You had the stage of uh, creation, the stage of promise, the stage of law, now the stage of conquest. God is telling Joshua here, uh, look at the verb, to arise, get up, and go. Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses did what he was asked to do, and he did it, he did it faithfully. And, and, and this book of Joshua is a book on the move. Amen. And it's a book where God is telling Joshua, whose name, interesting, means salvation, just like Hosea, just like Jesus. Uh, his name means salvation. He is a warrior. He's a military man. He is, listen, a faithful witness. We see that in Numbers 13. And he is a worshiper. He sat under Moses 40 years. Let me stop pausing part. Everybody can't be a number two man. Uh, some people who are number two want to be number one. They can't follow instructions. Joshua was contented at being number two until God called him out to be number one. I thought I threw that in there parenthetically. Hallelujah. That, 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 that Joshua had no mindset of his own. He was a military man who learned how to follow orders. And I'm so encouraged by the book of Joshua because he's oftentimes called Hoshea, amen, which is another form of Joshua. Uh, it, that is, Hoshea is a great man and a man who is on the move for Almighty God. This book of Joshua's book of conquest is when God is going to send the children of Israel into the promised land Hallelujah. Uh, amen. To listen, to inherit their promises. Now, let me stop Paul's apart because theologically, the promised land is not a picture of heaven. In heaven, there will be no wars, rumors of wars. In heaven, there will be no tears. There will be no fighting. The promised land is a land of battles and blessings. If you want your blessing, you got to battle. God has already given us the promises of God, which are yea and amen. And, and this land of battles and blessings, battles and blessings, is the Old Testament equivalent of the book of Ephesians, where we see the will of God, chapter 1, the wisdom of God, the work of God, chapter 2, and you have he now quickened, Hallelujah. The, the, the walk of God, uh, the walk of the believer, and the warfare of the believer. All that's in Ephesians. Ephesians fits like hand and glove with Joshua. You want the blessings? You got to battle. You got to battle for your marriage. It's not all just going to fall in place. You got to battle for your ministry. You got to battle in your mind. You got to battle with your children. You got to battle with your grandchildren. You, you got to battle with your money. You, everything is a battle. Uh, I thought I, th I thought I threw that out there. Cause only mature people can be married. It's not about you. It's not about your feelings. It's not about you getting your way. It's give and take. It's serving, sacrificing, submitting. Ah, towards God and the other person. That is, 
This great book of Joshua is God coming to Joshua, Hoshea, and God expressing movements. And in order to penetrate the place of God's promises, one would have to have a peculiar faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And not only a peculiar faith, hanging it with pastor, but uh, you're going to need a perspective on your focus. You got to stay focused. People who lose focus lose battles. You got to stay focused. And, 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 and not only a faith and a focus, but hallelujah, a perplexing fight. You got to fight to remain pure. You got to fight to walk in the light as he's in the light. You got to fight to serve and submit to Jesus. You got to fight. I'm not talking about physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. You got to be on a fighting edge to get victory. That That is, child of God, not only the faith to focus to fight, but a uh, powerful fortitude, a fortitude of perseverance. You got to hold on and hold out. Listen to pastor this morning. Some people want to give up, throw the towel in too soon. You got to have perseverance. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. He'll mount them up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not get weary. They walk and not faint. I cannot let TV newscasts tell, tell, listen, my phone, uh, I can't let outside sources come in and determine and dictate my mood. My mood has got to be a mood from the Bible. My, my mood has got to be a mood of faith. Focus, fortitude. Lord have mercy. Ah. Uh, and, 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 and so here, uh, in Joshua, this conquest stage, here in Joshua, here in Joshua, God is ordering Joshua, amen, to cross over. Cross over, cross over, cross over. Now, let me stop pausing part because everything in your life, Jesus had to sign off on. You may not understand what I'm saying today, but you'll learn it one way or the other. Nothing happens without his will being done. He, he may not uh, uh, want to hurt you, but he's got to sign off on it. He signs off on everything. But he's looking at the big picture. Do I have a witness? He's looking at the future, not your feelings. He's looking at your faith ah, and your fortitude and your focus and your fortune and all that God has in store. The reason believers are falling away from the foal, the reason people are falling away from the faith, the reason people are falling away from the truth, because you don't have faithful pastors to teach the word. You don't have people who are faithful to God's word that'll tell it like it is, that'll stand strong, that won't buckle when somebody's feelings are hurt, but will say, thus saith the Lord God. Do I have a witness? I'm preaching already. I'm preaching already. He said, heaven and hell, heaven and earth will pass away before one jot or tittle of my word passes. That word, that word is a lamp unto my feet. That word is a light unto my path. That word is set on forever in heaven. Thy word. It is here in this great book of conquests. What a book, what a book, what a man. Let's stop, pause, and park and just thank God for Joshua. 
understudy for 40 years under Moses. Wow. He saw it all. Mm. He had a he had an eye view of everything that transpired from the leaving of Egypt to the wilderness of sin to Sinai and so forth and so on. Joshua was right there. Joshua was in the valley fighting as Aaron and others held up Moses' arms. Joshua knew what was going on. And it's here that, uh, and and I want to say metaphorically, that many times God speaks to us, according to Romans 15, 4, that the things that happened of old in the scriptures were for our learning. Our learning, amen, that through patience, perseverance, and hope that we would receive the blessing. So every time I look at the first 39 books of the Old Testament, there is something there metaphorically for me to learn, for me to know, for me to move on based on Scripture. All Scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture is infallible. All Scripture is for our information, but not participation. There's something there that will teach us the will, word, way, wisdom of God. It's here that we see the crossover of faith, that's our confidence, that God is telling in these first six chapters of Joshua, they're all crucial. In the first chapter, God is telling Joshua to cross over. Now that Moses is dead, he was faithful in all his house. Now you arise, get up, amen, and go, verb go, go, amen, with all these people, and I want you to go over to the place of promise. And the Bible says in chapter 1 of Joshua, you can read it when you get home, great reading, that he came to the leaders of Israel, and the leaders said, all that you ask us to do, we will do. Wherever you ask us to go, we will go. We only ask that as God was with Moses, he'll be with you. And whoever does not obey, we will put them to death. They were great leaders. Now, God's not telling leaders to put people to death today. But I'm just trying to drive home how serious they were. Chapter 2, he sends out two spies, not 12, to Rahab to check out the land. And he says, bring the report back to me, not to the congregation. They already made that mistake. Hallelujah. And and so when you look at the first five, six chapters of Joshua, it is very strategic. And 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 here, this crossover into the promised land. By the way, in chapter four, around verse 14 to 15, God, ah, here's what God He blessed Joshua with approval in front of everybody. And the Bible says the people feared him as they feared Moses. Leaders, let God give you approval. Let God persuade others that he's with you. Let God, amen, teach people, show people, and help people to know when God is on board. Hallelujah. That That is, child of God, that as uh, they were going... They came to a problematic situation. Now, God is doing the leading now. They come to the Jordan River. They got across the Jordan. The Jordan, spiritually, is us getting victory over this flesh. Lord, have mercy. It's going to be problematic getting victory over this flesh. Because the flesh nature has a mind of its own. The flesh nature is full of feelings. The flesh nature has a historicity of your faults. But you got to cross it. 
And as they get to this Jordan, and the Jordan River is flowing over, nobody can walk into the Jordan. They would die. And God tells Joshua, go to the Levite priests, six priests, and have them lift up the ark and proceed 2,000 cubics in front of the people. And as the priests who are carrying this ark, and the ark is the presence of God, because God is between the cherubim wings, his presence is in the ark. And as the priest's feet hit the river, the river will recede. Lord have mercy. Uh, so Joshua ordered the priests, they took the ark, 2,000 cubits before the people and their feet hit the water and the waters recede. They went down where they could cross. Uh, let me stop, park, and persuade you of something. That is the presence of God is what we need before us when problems come up. Yeah. We don't need to get on our cell phone. We need to call God. And, 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 and the rivers receded. They went down. And all of Israel crossed with that ark in front of them. Lord have mercy. Keep God in front of you. Keep God in front of your marriage. Keep God in front of your ministry. Keep God, keep God, keep God in front of your finances. Keep God up front. Don't go out there and start drowning and then calling. He'll still come, but keep him up there. There was a precedence, but also there was a purpose. That after they crossed, God told Joshua, now take one, one person from each tribe, give me 12 stones and set it down in the Jordan so that future generations have a landmark of what I did. Yeah, your children ought to have a landmark of how you believe in what you came through. Your marriage ought to have a landmark. The church ought to have a landmark. Or do I have a witness? There are landmarks that have been laid in my life that keep me understanding how good the Lord is. The Lord is faithful. The Lord is gracious. The Lord is loving. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord, weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. There was a precedence of putting God out front. There was a purpose of laying landmarks. Now, now let me, let me, let me slow up because just maybe, hypothetically, God allows problems so we can lay landmarks. God allows the overflowing of things in our lives so we can learn to trust him. My God. He gives us direction. We need dedication. And we see deliverance. We, we, need, we need to cross over by faith. And there's some times when my flesh rises up, that old nature, the feelings of the past, the leeks and the onions of Egypt, and I don't always want to put the ark out front. Uh, yeah. But I dare you, by faith, to cross over. Lord, my feelings are all messed up. Lord, uh, I'm all messed up in my family. I'm all messed up in my marriage. I'm all messed up in my mind. But God, I'm trusting you. I'm putting this ark up front. I'm putting your presence, your peace, your power up front so I can get across this problem. I'm overwhelmed with the waters, but I'm going to make it through because of Jesus. He's worthy of all praise, glory, and honor, and adoration. Hallelujah. Yeah, that woman said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. You got to push. Yeah, and, 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 and so there's a crossover 
of faith, but secondly, there's a crossover of focus and fight. This is the conflict. The series is conflict. This is the conflict. After they got over to Jordan, now things are really going to get mysteriously hairy. Now you're going to be tested. You got to keep your focus. Let me let me tell you how important focus is. I, I did a lot of things in the world, did a lot of things. Some All, all of it wasn't bad. I, I played ball. I was in the military seven years. I had a ball. I was out in the street. I was partying. I was doing it. Well, listen, my focus today has subtracted all of that. My focus today is I'm on this race, and I want to finish strong for Jesus. Do I have a witness? Forgetting those things that are behind and pressing forth to those things that are before us. The problem with us, we want to run the race and we want to see what is waiting for us, but we're dragging the past with us. No, there is a fortitude, there is a focus that's here and part of this focus is the fight. Not a physical enemy. It's to fight my own feelings. Because things started getting perplexed in their eyes. That as they are marching towards Jericho, yeah, the people knew that Jericho was a high-walled city with warriors in there. How are we going to get over the walls? How are we going to penetrate this city? How are we going to, I know God said he's going to, how are we going to do it? And too often, we take God's business as our business. Let the Lord be the Lord. Let the Lord be the umpire. Let the Lord make the call. Lord have mercy. They, they, they have to figure out, if you will, how to get beyond these walls and then how to fight this enemy and what God says to them perplexes them. Here's what the Lord said. As they were right before they entered into Jericho, God told Joshua, now circumcise all the men of war, all the males, that is, cut their penis and pull it back. It's under the Abraham covenant. Amen. That they may, hallelujah, uh, be sanctified. Sanctification, that they may be clean and sanctified. And, and because the men were still hurting, If the enemy had come, they would have been in trouble. But God (laughs) is in total control of everything, even today. Listen to pastor. After they were circumcised, they got back on their horses. They're riding towards Jericho. And in in chapter 5, verse 13, the, the Bible says, because Joshua was a warrior, he's out front on a white horse, and he's riding, and here comes someone opposite him on a white horse with a sword drawn, and Joshua, who had a lot of courage, hollered out, are you for us or against us? If that man had said against us, uh, Joshua's going to rush him and start fighting. And the, and the man on the white horse said, no, but I am Ego Emi. I am the captain of the host of heaven. And the Bible says Joshua fell down and bowed his head to the ground and worshipped him. It was the pre-incarnate Christ. It was Jesus. And, and the message is don't go into warfare until you first worship. They worshipped him. They worshipped him. They worshipped him. They, they, they praised him. They exalted him. And their focus was, as they were moving in towards Jericho, that God got very mysterious. He didn't say charge the walls. He says, get me six priests. Lord, have mercy. 
Give me priests with long ram horns. I want you to walk around this wall six days, one time a day. And then on the seventh day, walk around seven times and let the priest blow the long horns, the ram horns, were the horns that Israel used in battle. It was a battle cry. And as they blow the horns, I want everybody to shout and the walls will collapse. You know what's going to collapse the walls that you can't get over in your life? The addictions, the habits, the history, the hurts, the anger, the abuse. Ah. It's when we let God ah, blow his horn of victory. Look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I didn't stop any habits because I was strong-willed. I didn't stop any habits because I was spiritual. I stopped habits because I gave them to the Lord and asked the Lord to give me the stick-to-itiveness to stand. Amen. Hallelujah. Doesn't mean perfection. And as they blew the horns, there was a great focus it was a great fight of faith. They had to fight. They had to fight their feelings. And, and in this life, you got to fight your feelings. I got some bad feelings sometimes, and I got to let faith take the feelings over. Because we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. And the walls came tumbling down, they went in and they killed all of the enemy. Battles and blessings. We have to go in to this flesh through the power of the Holy Spirit and we got to kill the inhabitants of this flesh. Yeah, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and all the other sites. We, we got to allow God to give us the victory, Ephesians, as we stand. Against the wiles of the devil. Mm. That is, we see a great faith, confidence in God. We see a great focus that leads to a fight. And we're going to have to fight our feelings. Let me, let me, uh, everything you feel is not legit. Everything you feel is not from God. Everything you feel is not for his glory or for your good. You got to deal with your feelings. Some of your feelings are connected to the old nature, connected to your abuse, connected to your hurts, connected to your history, connected to your greed, connected to your lust, connected to your pollution. God's not caught up in your feelings. That, that is, that is, they, they, uh, had this great faith, great focus, great noun, fortitude, and it takes fortitude for God, perseverance, persevering under, Lord have mercy, the weight to worship God. Every child of God has got to wait on God. Every child of God has got to worship God. Every child of God has got to be in the will of God. Every child of God... Oh, has to have the wisdom that comes from God. This great fortitude. March around six days and once for six days, once a day. Just march around and keep quiet. Mm. I oftentimes, I've preached this text numerous times, oftentimes tease the church. If pastor said, let's march around the church and everybody keep quiet, somebody in the ranks would say, who is he? They were obedient to the man of God, the order of God, the will of God. March around six days, fortitude. Some theologians believe that as they were marching, keeping quiet, not fighting, not attacking, 
that the people in Jericho were looking over the walls laughing at him. Look at these fools. Expect the world to laugh at you. Expect the world to make fun of your faith. Expect the world not to understand why you believe in Jesus. Fortitude. Fortitude. And, 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 and this fortitude ended on the seventh day. They told him to march around seven times. And then collectively, in a unified manner, let them blow the long ram horns and everybody shout. Notice the shout comes before the walls shut down. Uh, that, that is, child of God, child of God, this, this great fortitude, there are things that God is just going to make you and I wait on. Uh, God is going to direct you. And God is going to strategize some delays, some detours, some difficulties before deliverance and comes into our lives. That's, that's that great fortitude metaphorically. And, and, and I, 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 I love the book because God changes obstacles to opportunities. He's, he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. And then there's a crossover to their fortunes. Now, uh, please take this in context. God says, once the walls come down, you go in and kill the enemy. Not physical kill. They had the physical kill. We don't have a physical kill. We have a spiritual kill. We've got to put to death the flesh. Are y'all with me? It fits with Ephesians. Hang in there with me. Once you go in, then all of the booty, all of the riches, all of the finances is yours. There's a reward for us walking in God's way. Not necessarily money. There are rewards. Hallelujah. God said, split up this booty. And I always tell them, AI, the next city, God said, the booty's mine. Don't touch the booty. But here, split it up. There is a fortune, amen, for all of Israel. Lord have mercy. And, and, and child of God, it's very mysterious as you matriculate through the book because once they entered the promised land, the manna stopped because they were now face to face with fruit, the fruit of the land. Lord have mercy. God is moving them graciously, gradually, glorifying himself and, and, and child of God, understand that the fortunes, that's our commitment, as I'm committed to tithing, God has promised some things. He's not a money market. He's a promiser. I will bless your finances. I'll bless your seed. I'll bless your family. I'll bless your posterity. I'll bless your future. I'm committed to Almighty God. That is, child of God, that when we look at uh, this matter of them going in and getting a fortune. Look at God. I'm increasing your faith to cross the Jordan. The Jordan is that line of demarcation against flesh and spirit. I'm giving you a focus to fight a good fight. To obey my word. I'm giving you a fortitude to hang in there. To persevere through your problems. To trust me at all times. To call on me. To wait on me. To glorify me. To worship me. Ah. And when you are walking in faith, focus, fortitude, there's a fortune. The fortune may be spiritual. The fortune... I was young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen a seed baking bread. God is able. Do I have a witness? And God was saying to Joshua and all Israel, Hallelujah, 
I will extend you privileges. And I'm so glad of the privileges I have in Jesus Christ. I can come boldly at any time to the throne of grace. I don't need a high priest. I don't need a priest. I don't need a sacrifice. I don't need an animal. I don't need the blood. I don't need to wait on a certain day. I can come in the bathroom. I can come in the kitchen. I can come in the living room. I can come in a car. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may find help in the time of trouble. He extends us privileges. He extends us power. Yeah, he exempts us from pitfalls. He exchanges our problems for peace. But God yeah, is worthy to be praised. He's a mighty good God. You, you and I need a fortified faith. Uh, we got to Cross over, believe in God. We need a fruitful focus. There's going to be some trying times. We've been may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Yeah, we need, yeah, a forged fortitude. I, I just need to know I got to hang in there. Uh, take a licking and keep on ticking. I gotta persevere through my problems, my pitfalls. Uh, do I have a witness? But then there's a fortune for those who will hang on and take God at His word. And do I have a witness? Joshua, metaphorically, there's so many lessons here for me to learn. Joshua, you were obedient. Joshua, you were faithful. Joshua, you were an administrator, a warrior. You split up the tribes. You gave them their inheritance. You had to go in battles and blessings. You had to fight before you received the blessing. The promises of God are yea and amen, but these promises require battles and blessings. You, you got to fight through if you're going to be blessed. Hallelujah. You got to hold on and you got to hold out. And what everything happened in the day, people are fearful. People have lost their sense of faith. I dare you to trust God. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. I dare you to fight by faith. I dare you to keep your focus. I dare you to keep your fortitude. I dare you. I double dare you. I triple dare you. Uh, to wait on God for the reward. He will give you uh, uh, a fortune of blessings. He will clear out the old and put you in the new. Do I have a witness? And as Joshua and Caitlin was the only two faithful witnesses that went out in numbers. Joshua's got a resume. But Joshua, as he was splitting up the land during this conquest time and giving the 12 tribes their inheritance and fighting the battles and, amen, uh, understanding the, uh, the blessings, he saw a declension. He saw Israel starting to lose uh, they're leaning on Almighty God. So in the 24th chapter, Joshua's an old man now, in his 90s, and Joshua said, uh, let me say this to all of Israel. You can do what you want to do, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, the Gordon house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, if mama don't go, I'm gone. If children don't go, I'm gone. If husband don't go, I'm gone. If wife don't go, I'm gone. I'm going to serve him to the day I die. I'm going to exalt his name. I'm going to magnify him. I'm going to glorify him. He's worthy. Jesus is worthy. Jesus is worthy. Jesus. 
is worthy to be praised. No weapon that's formed against us shall prosper. What is it in this crossover? A crossover faith? A crossover focus? A crossover fight? A crossover fortitude? A crossover fortune? We love you in the Lord. October 18th, right after I preach, we're going to have a virtual communion. I want all of you to participate. I want you to keep praying. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Stand still and know that he's God. Be blessed of God. Don't fear anything. Be still and know that he is God. We love you. Have a great, great day and week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hello. Glad you tuned in. And what we were trying through the power of the Holy Spirit to convey this morning was this crossover is a metaphor for our walk, our wisdom, the will of God, our warfare. And, and we need a new faith, a new focus a new fight, a new fortitude, and a new fortune that God is going to supply our needs as we follow his lead. So let's follow Jesus together. God bless you. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew's Secure Contribution and Payment Form. One, two, three. Tu estás aquí, moviendo corazones, te adoro a ti. Te adoro a ti. Tú estás aquí transformando destinos. Te adoro a ti. Te adoro a ti. Te amo, mi Cristo, Dios de milagros, fiel a sus promesas, luz de la oscuridad, mi Dios es quien eres tú. Mi Cristo, Dios de milagros, fiel a sus promesas, luz de la oscuridad, mi Dios es quien eres tú. Tú estás aquí haciendo milagros, te adoro a ti, te adoro a ti. Tú estás aquí.